Hello and welcome to the Life of Gusto podcast. I'm Augusto Andres. My guest on this episode is Shane Miller. He's a self-taught contemporary artist based in Nashville who creates paintings with imagined landscapes that evoke a powerful mix of dreams, memories, and nostalgia. Tune in to hear how Shane transitioned to become a full-time artist via Growing Reach on Instagram and for insights into some of his influences, techniques, and his creative process. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. Thanks for listening. Shane Miller, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. My primary interest in this podcast is to explore the journeys that people take. And so I wanted to ask you your journey to become a painter, an artist. Um, where did that start? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I guess it started back in, in high school. I, I was homeschooled from fourth grade forward. And so for high school, part of my uh, our curriculum was a, a watercolor tutor that would come to the house. And, um, you know, growing up, I'd always enjoyed sketching, and, you know, doodling like, you know, most kids. When I started painting with the, the tutor, it was really uh, the, the start of, you know, painting in general, right? So she, you know, taught me color theory and, you know, composition rules and, and all that fun stuff. And, you know, I went to school to be a physical therapist assistant so through college and, and after college, I still painted when I had time you know, on weekends, uh, you know, stuck with watercolor for, for several years, eventually delved into acrylics and eventually oils. Yeah, that, that was really the, the, the birth of it. Uh, now, after uh, I, I used to play guitar, which is mm-hmm. kind of one of the reasons I started painting full time, honestly, I uh, left my full time therapy job. To, to play music uh, toward off and on for about a year with an independent artist. And so that, that music gig was really what made the catalyst to get me to, you know, jump into the, the creative realm full time. And, and during that year, uh, you know, the, the music gig eventually slowed down and I just found myself more and, uh, you know, just kind of hustling watercolors on the side, you know, to friends and family and whoever would, would buy them for, you know, Fifty dollars, a hundred dollars a pop. <laughs> nice. So yeah. while you're studying to be a physical therapist, you're also playing music and doing art. Doing art. What made you decide that it wasn't that you that the physical therapy wasn't going to be the thing that you wanted to do, and that you wanted to shift? Yeah. Uh, focus on you know, it was it was it was uh, um, just a, a repetitive job. Uh, you know, I it it was rewarding. You know, working with people and, and helping people. I just, I, I did you know, deep down knew it wasn't something I wanted to do forever. You know, and I'd always enjoyed music, playing music. And it, it's funny, growing up, people would ask me, oh, if you had to choose between music and art and painting, you know, what, what would you rather do? And my answer was always music, for whatever reason, painting. Just something I, I really grew to love and, and, and grew to enjoy doing every day. Mm-hmm. I'm always interested in, in, in kind of... Um... The journey that artists artists take, in particular, at one point did you realize, oh wait, I'm I, I I'm good at this, <laughs> and people like what I do. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think when when people started, you know, offering to buy things is when I real I realized like, oh, you know, I can, um, you know, there's some merit to it, right? If someone's willing to spend money on it, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's never really, uh, I don't really view it that way as far as like, okay, I'm at a certain skill level now. Like it, it, it's more of the, uh, just the, the enjoyment of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's always interesting, like looking at a piece and trying to decide if it's good or not, you know what right. I mean? Cause it is so subjective right. and, and right. I know what resonates with me. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it doesn't resonate with anyone else or, you know, and vice versa. Sometimes I'll paint something and I'm like, yeah, I don't really like it, but then someone else really loves it. Right. Um, so, but, you know, I don't think there was ever uh, really a time where I believe like, okay, I'm good enough to do this. It's more of just, you know, doors opening. I think a lot of artists, writers, musicians, sometimes, it's it's more come you know it comes out of a need or a desire to create and not so much thinking about like skill level, but that what you're doing is resonating with other people um, in some way. Um, when did when did you start mm-hmm. to to feel that and how did you respond? Did we were you scared? Were you nervous? Did it just encourage you more? Uh, definitely encouragement. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. So back when I was playing music, um, that I guess this was in 2016, uh, early 2016, I met, um, the, he was the CEO of the National Arts Magazine at the time. And, you know, I mentioned that I was, you know, a painter on the side, you know, and he said, well, bring your work into my office anytime. You know, I ha- he said he, he has an open door policy for artists and you know, bring some work in and he'd be happy to, to critique it. So I took him up on that and that was really invigorating right he gave me some direction and you know i would uh go home and and paint a a batch of new work and take in like two weeks later and i he was probably sick of seeing me because i'd (laughs) I'd knock on his door every few weeks like hey what 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 now what now and he he eventually uh introduced me to my first gallery in nashville and you know that was definitely a, a light bulb moment of okay you know this this is something i want to do and want to really pursue mm-hmm. uh, full time in that same year i would say i experiment a lot with different styles and techniques and you know uh finally fell on um a style that i, I felt was just really satisfying mm-hmm. you know, to, to paint you know and that was really not so much like oh i'm good enough you know, yeah. but it's like, oh, this is something I'm passionate about now. I think it's right. important for artists to really discover their their voice, you know, in whatever you know medium they use. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I've, a lot of artists that are just starting reach out to me and say, you know, hey, do you have any advice? And it's really just trial and error. You know, like you, yeah. you can't, you got to just put the time in and fail over and over and over again mm-hmm. until you really connect with what you're doing. Right. And then once you find it, run with it. Right. So apart from the um, the training that you got um, from homeschooling, you don't have any formal training. I mean, didn't go to art school, or or, or did you study it? Um, no. Sorry. No. So a lot of it was self-taught and trial and error. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of uh, internet articles, <laughs> <laughs> online tutorials. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, I there's uh, the Venetian method, which is a um, kind of a, a style of painting, mm-hmm. uh, 
from, from Renaissance Italy. And that, uh, I've, I, I stumbled upon those articles uh, and was like, oh, wow, this is a really cool approach to painting. Mm-hmm. So over the years, I've, I've, I've been using that. That's helped tremendously. But yeah, I mean, no formal training. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, on one hand, I'm, uh, I'm, I, I wish I had some formal training, but on the other hand, I, I'm, I do like that. I, I don't feel constrained by it. What were some of your um, you know, influences? I mean, I, I've, I've seen in your Instagram, my guess is Turner is one of your inspirations or an artist that you like. Are there, yeah. are there others? Yeah, Turner. Growing up, I never appreciated art history. And, mm-hmm. You know, I never really spent much time studying art history. So I, I didn't even know who Turner was until people kept telling me, oh, you reminds me of Turner. <laughs> like, who's Turner? <laughs> so, you know, obviously I liked him. I was like, oh, man, I actually got to see a, a Turner exhibit here in Nashville mm-hmm. uh, just like a month ago. It was really, really cool to see his work in person. Yeah, no, no real um, inspiration other than I don't know. I feel like I pull my inspiration more so from what I'm feeling. It kind of leads me to uh, my next question because so much yeah. of your your work resonates and lands with people. Well, for me in particular, is when I look at it, it a landscape. There's something about it that reminds me of a place, even if I, if the place itself isn't real. I kind of connect with it in some way that it reminds, it's reminiscent of a landscape that I've seen or a place that I've been. And it just kind of, a, it's so evocative. It brings back a flood of memories. It brings back a sense of nostalgia and a sense of longing mm-hmm. for that for that place. Do you draw on places that are that are real uh, from your own memory, from travels, or what, what inspires the, the landscapes you, that you paint? No, not so much. Uh, you know, it, I, I'm glad you you said that because that's exactly what I want to convey with with my work. You know, a sense of, you know, I want it to feel like a distant dream or memory when you're when you're looking at it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but no no real specific place in mind. Um, you know, I when when I started painting. I use a technique to tone a canvas with with a solid color, and mm-hmm. through, through that process, you're uh, naturally you get some, um, you know, darker and, and light areas. That, so when I when I go back next session to start the underpainting, I, I just kind of stare at what's there, mm-hmm. and, and let my imagination kind of run wild. And you know, I'll, I'll start blocking in shape. I don't sketch anything out. I don't. I think more in in shapes as opposed to lines. You know, I, I don't even, I want to say I even go in with a, a, a mood. It's it's just like whatever I'm feeling that day, you know, it, it, it's, it's a painting is like a form of meditation for me. Mm. I, I, it's, it's, I try not to think about anything. I just like mm. try to disconnect and, 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 you know, get in a flow. So, you know, sometimes they're, you know, dark, moody, sad paintings, and other times they're uh, very hopeful and you know light. But you know, I, I think, I think because of that, though, a lot of people can connect. You know, the universal feeling that every, you know everyone feels sadness and happiness and sense of longing and hope. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a mirror in that sense too. Right. You know, maybe 
and a, I want my art just to be a catalyst, right? A, um, a conduit for, for people to reflect on what they're feeling or mm-hmm. process their emotions. But I run into this often. Um, you know, I, I depict, I paint a lot of clouds and kind of storms and uh, have a, a, an area of light and, and people will ask, like, uh, are, are you going into the storm or coming out of the storm? Mm-hmm. And I was, I, I, I love that question because it's, it's up to the viewer to decide. And I think the viewer will see it one way or the, the other, depending on what they're going through in that moment, you know, mm-hmm. in their life. Right. Right. In a sense, it's a, you're having a conversation in a way with, between you and the, the canvas and the viewer and every conversation is different. And yeah. there's something about the landscape that you paint, maybe because it's not specific. It's not a, an actual place. People bring their own, they imbue their own feelings, their own emotions, their own history onto that. Um, and so every time you, somebody looks at it, it's a different experience, um, which I think is true for, for most paintings, yeah. but in Absolutely. for landscapes. That's the beauty of it. You know, five different people can look at the same painting and each and feel five completely different things or mm-hmm. see five different you know things different right. landscapes um you mentioned um kind of getting in the flow and that um, that's another thing that um i'm always interested in with artists and musicians and writers when you're in what does it feel like when you're in the flow when when everything is clicking and <laughs> things are just coming at you know and then the image is, is taking shape in the way that you want it. And then on the flip side, are there moments when you just stare at the canvas and it's like nothing's coming and that flow yeah. isn't happening? Yeah, 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 sometimes. Uh, to me, so to get into the flow, uh, there are things I do, you know, I, I, I ease into my day uh, in the studio. You know, I, I have a couple cups of coffee uh, I, um, I like to read in the mornings when I get to the studio, I'm still, I just kind of, just kind of sit around really. I, I don't rush into painting. So it's important to get in the, for me to get in that, the right mindset. And well, I, I guess it's less getting into a right mindset and more just purging all the, the noise in my mind. Right. And just like creating uh, a void to, to start the process. But once once I'm in in the flow, it, it, it's kind of like trying to describe what sleeping feels like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Once you fall asleep, you know it's just kind of it's, you don't you don't have any you know, you wake up and then that was that, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, in the in the flow, you're just kind of not really thinking. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 a funny thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I felt that when I'm writing sometimes, if I get into the flow and the words just kind of pour out of me. And then I look up and, I, and, I, and hours have passed and I haven't had any sense of, of time, <laughs> but it's a good Exactly, thing. yeah, yeah, that's the biggest thing. Time just flies by and um, for me, it's usually like two to three hours is, is once I get in the flow, like I'll paint solid for two or three hours. and. Mm-hmm. Um, and then call it a day.
How much of a role does music play in your creative process? A, a big part, you know, I, I have a, a playlist I listen to. Um, it's a lot of soft, you know, indie music, um, mm. very much in the vein of Bon Iver, you know, whatever yeah. style you'd call that. Right. You know, Bon Iver, Vancouver's Sleep Clinic, uh, Nova Moore, bands like that. But, you know, it's just a way for me to kind of disconnect and, you know, clear clear my mind. Mm -hmm. What do you do? But, yeah, having, having good music on is important. Right. What do you do when it's not happening? Do you pause, take a step back, or walk away completely? Meditate a little more, let it, I mean, let it sit? Yeah, you know, I usually just keep keep pushing on because mm -hmm. I've found a lot. I find that I'll, I'll go through, like, have some good breakthroughs when I'm feeling a lot of resistance like that. Mm -hmm. So it's it's frustrating the moment, but if I just keep pushing, I'll be happy on the other side, you know. Right. Um, and that, that just, you know, has come through trial and error. And, right. Um, yeah, I, I think it's important to not what you can't wait for the creativity to inspire you you know it's mm -hmm. just got to show up every day and you know make make it happen push through it and yeah i think a lot of people do that right i want to be inspired i need to wait until i'm inspired to create something but that yeah. can sometimes that, be an excuse time not... will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm guilty of that exactly. too. You'll, you can, <laughs> you'll be waiting forever sometimes <laughs> <laughs> right I think I remember reading and also I think an artist statement that I read, refer to yourself as an art encaustic artist. Can you talk a little bit about that for people who aren't aware of that? Yeah, so encaustic is, uh, is a, a, a wax. It's, it's filtered beeswax and Damar resin. But it's a, it's a really cool process of, um, you know, the, the, the wax comes in, in pellet form and you have to heat it in these uh, you know, metal cans over uh, like a griddle. Mm -hmm. and, and you liquefy the wax and um, there, there are different ways to approach encaustic painting. Traditionally, uh, you put, you melt a pigment in the wax. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, uh, I, I would do an oil painting and then cover the, the oil painting with a clear coat of the wax that kind of works as a varnish. But, so once you have the encaustic wax uh, in a liquid form, uh, you brush it on and use a heat gun at the same time to keep the wax in its liquid state and the, the wax will self-level and it, it as soon as you pull the heat off i mean it, it, it solidifies within seconds uh, which which is uh really it, it's an interesting process it's fun and what do you what do you like about it what do you think it adds to your to your work it adds a just kind of a, a cloudy layer so the, the wax, uh, it's a process called blooming. Uh, impurities in a wax will actually surface. And uh, traditionally, uh, you, you buff the, the wax, very similar to how you buff a car, right? You buff mm -hmm. the wax and it gets shiny and glossy. Um, so if you, if you buff the encaustic, it'll, it'll look like a layer of glass. I prefer to keep the uh, impurities uh, in the surface mm -hmm. so it just has this like kind of cloudy uh misty feel to it uh which i, I just always thought was a 
a, a really cool texture. Recently, I, I have been uh, using traditional varnish on my work, mm -hmm. um, just to change things up. Uh, but uh, you know, I've always, I, I, I'm sure I'll go back to using the wax at some point, just like to change things up. You've been doing this full time for about four or five years now. Right. Uh, uh, for I think late 2016s when it really started taking off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How easy or difficult has that has that been um, to to have your business based on social media? It, it is crazy. It's scary on one hand, you know, to uh, rely on social media so much just because mm -hmm. you know things change and you know social media. Look at Facebook, right? Facebook. Right. used to be really great and now it's really um if you're not paying for ads it's it's you're really um stuck behind a wall right I, you know i think instagram will go that route eventually um mm -hmm. and it's i think it's already starting to right um but you know uh i i love instagram just because it, it's a a great way for people to discover my work you know that that first look um you know, and then my hope is people visit my website and, you know, sign up for my email list or, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Um, right. uh, but yeah, I mean, Instagram is, it's uh, one facet of, of how I sell my work, but it is a, a very large portion of it. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, there's also the galleries, um, you know, have three galleries that sell my work in the Southeast. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, they, 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 they sell and market, um, you know, obviously just like word of mouth, you know, friends of friends or buyers who, you know, tell their friends or family about it. Um, you know, so you get a lot of that. Uh, and then even just Google, you know, people stumbling upon articles and, and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, especially with the internet and us marketing. Um, I think it is important to think outside the box uh, like that and then to, to reach new audiences. Kind of shifting gears a little bit. What are some things that you do to enjoy life, uh, have fun? Oh man, well, uh, I like to travel. Uh, a, a buddy of mine travels a bit, uh, a lot of national parks, and uh, he's always, uh, anytime he invites me to hop along, I'm I try to take advantage of those opportunities. Yeah, um, it's still just a, a good reset button. Helps mm -hmm. me, you know, kind of refresh the mind's eye. Um, but yeah, traveling, I, I love to read. Uh, I love reading fiction novels. I'm, I'm, I'm a very uh, slow moving, uh, <laughs> like to re like relax and just, um, man, just like, I, people always make fun of me because I just like to sit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sometimes I'm just sitting in the quiet, like, uh, you know, think. I'm definitely the opposite of an adrenaline junkie. Though. I, yeah. I, I don't, you know, I don't like taking risks like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting with a, sit with a good book, um, yeah. glass of whiskey. Yeah. Or, good cup of coffee. Or coffee. Yeah, whiskey, absolutely. Yeah, mm, nice. good half hour. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And what do you like about um, Nashville? Honestly, the people. You know, there are, there are a lot of creative people and, um, yeah, like I said, a lot of a lot of musicians and singer songwriters. But you know, a, a, a buddy of mine's an actor. A good buddy of mine's a director. Uh, does a lot of music videos and spend a lot of time with him. And mm -hmm. 
I, I think that that's refreshing for me. It, it, you know, it's nice to sit and, and chat with them and uh, we face similar problems, but just in a different form. And it's still, uh, you know, fun to brainstorm with them and just kind of get their perspective on things and, and to hear what they're doing. So it's great to be able to sit and chat because you understand my problems, but they're not the same problems. And right. uh, it's right. just a, a fresh take on things. You know, everyone's just so, so kind and, willing to to help you know yeah. it it's not a, a doggy dog mentality here it's it's um you know help each other out everyone um you know has the same end goal and people don't really view it as competition it's more of hey we're in this together um, mm-hmm. so that that's really um one of, one of the things i love about about nashville a lot of i wouldn't be where i'm at in my career with without people i've met along the way who help me get get to where I am so what's what's next for you what do you what think in terms of like where do you see your your art going um where do you see your yourself in like you're still young <laughs> yeah 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 I'm turning 30 next year I'd like to really expand my gallery representation mm-hmm. um, I would love to uh, well, I think the first market would be Atlanta, since mm-hmm. close by. But I, I definitely want to get my work out west, um, yeah. whether it be on the, the west coast or um, you know Jackson Hole or uh, Park City, Utah, any of those um, kind of uh, resort towns. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then as far as the uh, creative direction of my work, uh, I'm not I'm not too sure. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, it's one of those things I try not to think too much of and just kind of let, let things naturally evolve as, mm-hmm. as they may. Before I let you go, I always end with a quick fire. Um, I'll ask you okay. a Okay, I'm terrible at these. <laughs> <laughs> ask you some questions, answer whatever comes to the top of your head. You can elaborate if you like, but you don't have to. Um, Okay. Shane Miller, are you ready for the life of Gusto Quickfire? I'm ready. Which sound or noise do you love? The sound of rain. A favorite snack or meal after a day in the studio? Donuts. (laughs) You have a favorite flavor? I'm a donut fiend. I eat donuts all the time. Uh, glazed, anything just like Krispy Kreme, original glazed, mm. <laughs> chocolate icing. It, it doesn't matter. I just don't like. I don't like raspberry filled. Don't give me the jelly filled anything. <laughs> Fill in the blank. When I'm not painting, you'll find me uh, at happy hour. <laughs> all right. That leads to the next question: um, Bourbon, rye, or Scotch? Rye, definitely rye. I used to drink a lot of scotch. I've they kind of delved into the rye world. Bourbon's good once in a while, but bourbon's a little too sweet. Mm-hmm. And ryes make a great old passion in Sazerac. Love it. Those are two of my favorite drinks. Three must-have songs or bands on your playlist. I would say Vancouver Sleep Clinic, Novo More. And Bonavere. Got it. Got it. Okay. Would be my three. 
must-haves. Nice. I do this thing where I, I listen to the Discover Weekly Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that playlist is curated to, you know, your previous, what you listen, you know, songs. Uh, so I'll just listen to that often and, and like and say whatever songs uh, is catchy. So I, I, you know, I have all these the list of songs that I really enjoy, but I couldn't say the name of the songs or the artist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. River, lake, or ocean? Lake, for sure. Okay. Um, Yellowstone, Yosemite, or the Grand Tetons? Yosemite. Nice. Yeah. Good, good uh, I've been to all three, and y- Yosemite uh, is such a cool place. Uh, it's, it's so unique. Yeah, Tetons are amazing too. Yellowstone is cool, but I just feel like Yosemite is, uh, especially when you're down in the valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, it's, it's a very magical place. Definitely. Um, and the artist tool that is most satisfying to use. Oof. The palette knife. Um, not all my paintings, but some of them have a like kind of sharp line, uh, like at the horizon line as a a focal point. Mm -hmm. It's amazing what just a couple lines will do to a painting. So Mm -hmm. when, when, when I, you know, add designs, it's just like, ah, man, that was, that feels right now. (laughs) And last quick fire, um, favorite place to take Fred. Uh, happy hour. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I do take him to anytime I go out for a drink. I usually take him along. Uh, there, there are a few bars that are dog friendly, so I kind of stick to those. And uh, you know, everyone loves Fred, and he makes all the friends. So he gets all the attention. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He, he's he's spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and finally, this isn't a quick fire, but do you have a a life tip? Um, piece of advice um, it can be about art. It can be about um, anything that you want to offer. I would say find something that you love doing, and 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 don't be afraid to pursue it. Um, I there was a time where I felt very stuck and and um, dissatisfied with with life. You know, I was you know I didn't enjoy. The, the the work week and kind of live through the weekends and um you know it's it's so refreshing to to be doing something that i i really love and i think anyone can find that um it's just a matter of being uh open to it and and not being afraid to take take risk um you know it's crazy because in the moment you don't realize how stressful something is until you kind of get through it and reflect on it and you realize, uh, oh, wow, that was a really tough time. But I think we are very resilient as humans and, um, you know, I don't, don't sell yourself short because uh, once you find something that you really love doing, it's, uh, I, I feel like I haven't worked a day in the last four years. Beautiful. Shane Miller, thank you very much. I enjoyed it, and thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Maybe Shane inspired you to create more art, find a way to incorporate it into your life. 
or maybe even pursue that passion you've always wanted to. You'll find Shane Miller on Instagram at shane.artistry and on the web at www.shaneartistry.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. Maybe share the podcast with a friend. Come back soon for more conversation about finding your way and living a life of gusto. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you.